this week's episode of The Fizz, we pay our respects to the great Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. After that, we get into our Super Bowl breakdown and who I'm taking this weekend. After that, we talk a little bit about my upcoming trip to St. Ignis and Calvin Johnson before we close it out with a little over under. But before we get into all of that, I want to tell you guys about my sponsor, of the Fizz podcast of Champagne Athletics, and that is Vapor Fresh. If you guys have not tried Vapor Fresh, I really encourage you guys to do so, especially now that it's colder outside, people are working out indoors, um, your shoes are stinky, your yoga mat's stinky. It is a wonderfully smelling 100% botanical sports deodorizing spray that you should definitely be using on all of your sporting equipment. Ice skate, hockey-wise, one to three times a week, and I use VaporFresh on all of my stuff. I've had the equipment since high school, which is over 10 years ago, and it is fantastic smelling, and it is not harmful to the skin. Again, 100% botanical active ingredients, and they are huge, huge uh, supporters of the city of Detroit. Obviously, they support this podcast. They've been sponsoring me for since summer now. They've also donated a bunch of their bottles to local uh, gyms around the city uh, for inner city kids. Detroit Boxing Gym received a donation from them. They are all in on Detroit, and I'm asking you as listeners to go all in on VaporFresh. Now, to get your hands on this, go to Amazon.com, search the words VaporFresh, and then when you go to checkout, when you buy a bottle, use the code fizz podcast for 20% off. Uh, it's a cheap way to give back to a brand that is believing in the city. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy the product because I know I do. It smells awesome. I gave it to the whole long neck hockey team. They use it every week and you guys should too. Go to amazon.com, search vapor Fresh, use the code fizz 20 for 20% off your first bottle of vapor fresh. But now let's get into the fizz. Caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Caught with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop Okay, we poppin' champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball hard. Don't just be by harder. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of The Fizz. Thank you everyone for joining me here today. I am in my basement, Um, chilly as always, got the ski cap on the hoodie, it's fine. It's not even that cold yet, but I am such a pussy little bitch in the cold that I've been freezing for the whole week. I can't warm up, I don't know if it's a circulation issue, I don't know what it is, don't really know. Always been kind of a cold guy. Um, you know, people are always like, oh, you're a hockey player. You should you should be good with that. No, I still get cold. I still get really cold just because I play hockey. And and I 99% of the time I'm playing hockey in, indoors. So just because there's ice out there doesn't mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not warm. But I am cold right now. I'm in the basement. Uh, thank you all for joining me here today. Obviously, a couple week hiatus. Uh, you know how it gets. It gets busy. Things happen. But I do want to thank... Each and every one of you, hopefully you're returning from last week, but last week's episode was the most listened to, not last week, sorry, last episode. Last episode was the Fizz's most listened to episode of the podcast all time, 
and yeah. it was the most listened to by like a hundred listens. So oh, I really do yeah. appreciate you guys uh, either telling your friends, sharing it with people, um, letting people know that there's some dude you kind of know or don't know at all recording um, in his basement and he has no guests and it's pretty much just his opinions and he just records, uh, whenever he wants. So yeah, a great listen. I am. Um, and to everyone who's written reviews and given five stars, uh, rated on iTunes, I really, really do appreciate that. And if you haven't done that for me yet, uh, if you want to give me the best late birthday present ever, that would be fantastic for you guys to do that. Um, but it's awesome to be back with you guys here this week. Um, in the three weeks that have passed, obviously a lot of things have happened. Uh, one of them was my birthday, turned 29 on January 16th. Um, last year, I was making the petition to change my birthday to January 19th, just because uh, obviously I'm a big Iserman fan. Number 19 is my favorite number. And I don't think anybody would ever notice or care. So I think if I just change my birthday on Facebook to January 19th, I can pretty much just lock up that day as my birthday and it's very tempting um, to do. So maybe I'll do it one day and just slowly, uh, legally, via social media, change my birthday to January 19th. But you guys don't give a shit about any of that. Let's get into some sports talk and uh, it would I would not be doing justice to the sports world if I didn't lead off with this sad topic here today. Um, Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kobe Bryant passed away this weekend on Sunday. Um, obviously completely stunning and tragic news. Uh, I was grocery shopping with my fiance and she gasped as I was driving, which is nothing new. Um, you know, gasping while driving scares the shit out of me. I think I like hit a small infant with my car. Um, and I kind of jumped and I said, what is it? You know, kind of annoyed. And she said, my mom just said that Kobe Bryant passed away. And I was like, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant passed away. And I was like, tell her to get off Twitter. That can't be true. And I'm, and obviously it was just sure disbelief as I'm sure many people had the same reaction when I saw the source was TMZ. Obviously I didn't, I didn't believe it. I thought maybe they got hacked. We were just hoping they got hacked. Then you slowly started to see the news come out. Fox news, CNN, um, you know, trusted quote unquote news sources, or at least legitimate news sources reporting the news as well. Um, and, and just, just the tragic, just tragic tragic news all around. I, I think the, the most tragic sports death, um, definitely of, you know, of my generation and, you know, quite potentially of, of all time. Um, obviously like Rob, Roberto Clemente comes to mind. Um, and you know, you know, none, none others are really coming, coming to my mind. Roberto Clemente was the only one, obviously I, I wasn't around for, for his, his passing, but, um, and, you know, and just like the roller coaster of following Twitter, following social media is trying to figure out, what the actual story was, you know, was the whole family on the plane? Was none of them on the plane? Who who was with them? Was Rick Fox on the plane? I mean, the rumors were just flying everywhere. I mean, four different news outlets reported four different things. And, um, it was, it was absolutely, um, you know, a tragic, a tragic event. And, uh, you know, I, there's really no words for it. I mean, he, he was he was an iconic basketball player, um, an iconic figure in life, just kind of an animal when it came to winning. And, uh, you know, it's just like he had no friends on the court, which is something I always admired, something I always liked. I wish the NBA was a little more – was as competitive as he was. Um, you know, he had a family that loved him. And, you know, really all I can say is just rest in peace, Kobe. It's, 
it's hard to believe that you're actually not around anymore because uh, it definitely felt like this was going to be a guy who was, if not own an NBA team or a partial owner in an NBA team, you know, it was going to be a GM or a coach. He was just seemed like a guy who was going to be around the NBA forever. And, um, you know, yeah, tomorrow's never promised. So, you know, hug, hug, hug your loved ones today. And obviously it's been a very sad week to, and, and pretty surreal that Kobe Bryant has passed away and is not part of the, uh, you know, the sporting or NBA world anymore. So rest in peace, Kobe. But moving on to a more lighthearted topic here, let's get into that game that is going on this week. The Super Bowl. Wow, I kind of tripped over that. But let's 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 talk about the Super Bowl. Let's talk about Super Bowl Fifty Four in Miami, Florida. Um, hell yeah, we got a good Super Bowl this year. I don't know if you guys remember listening to my podcast three weeks ago. If you did, um, I'm assuming you did because it was the most listened to Fizz podcast recording ever. So I'm assuming everyone listening this week definitely listened to episode 39. I believe, I believe, actually I know, in fact, I know that I predicted the Super Bowl to be Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers. And here we are. Are. We have the Super Bowl of the two red teams down in Miami. Um, right now, the Chiefs are opened as the favorite, and I believe it is by one and a half. And let me tell you guys, right now, I am panicked. I'm freaking out. I'm nervous. I'm peeing down the side of my leg because I can't make up my mind on who I want to take for this Super Bowl game. And I just looked it up. The Kansas City Chiefs are favored by one, one point, not one and a half. Um, so here is my dilemma. Huge Patrick Mahomes fan, right? At least to start this football season. I'll get into this a little more, but I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan. You know, we had the super flex fantasy league I was in. I drafted him, first quarterback taken, like, you know, big pick for me. My team ended up sucking ass, you know, and he was part of it kind of, you know, he got hurt, whatever. Love the Chiefs. Love Andy Reid. Love the big red walrus. Tyreek Hill, Cheetah. Just, you know, they're sick. Travis Kelsey's a monster. That offense is so awesome. Um, I actually randomly have a Kansas City Chiefs helmet. Um, It was a gift from a family friend. He got it signed by, like, I don't know, the 2001 Chiefs, and he gave me the helmet. So, you know, I, I just, like, I always thought, I wanted the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I think my first pick for wanting to win the Super Bowl was the New Orleans Saints. And then number two was the Chiefs. Obviously, this is after the playoffs started. Lions are my number one. But I was rooting for the Chiefs this whole way. Took them every game uh, this playoffs. And now that we are a week away, less than a week away from the big, the big game on Sunday, I am getting cold feet. I thought for sure I'd take Kansas City minus one. No problem. How you doing? Where you been? How we gonna go? But then I have just been consuming uh, the internet, consuming videos, listening to podcasts, you know, because it's media week. and, And once the Super Bowl week starts, everyone starts diving in on every player's past, present, you know, future. They're asking him stupid questions at media day. Like, how do you feel about being in the Super Bowl? And like, what do you think got your team here? Just stupid shit like that. And let me tell you, I listened to George Kittle, who uh, they called Greg Kittle on the podcast uh, as a little joke because they're messing around. 
um, on part in my take. And he's the man. He's really fucking a badass dude. Um, obviously, he had that really sick play this year where he broke 200 tackles versus the Saints and like pushed his way down to the 10-yard line to give San Fran the victory that, that year. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has like 26 girlfriends in the world and dates porn stars for fun. He has the strongest jawline in the NFL, and he only threw eight pants eight passes in the NFC or the AFC, excuse me. He threw eight passes in the NFC championship game to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, this guy like defines fucks. This guy literally fucks everything in sight and anything he wants. I I mean, you hear rumors of this guy that he'd be holding hands with chicks at parties and making out with another one. And he would just have like three girlfriends and the chicks wouldn't care. Um, I forgot the name of the, the porn star he was dating for a hot minute there, but he shamelessly went on a date with a porn star. The paparazzi was all over it. He just has a smile on his face the whole time. She later gets interviewed after this date and says not only was he a gentleman, but he made her tap out in regards to them having sexual intercourse. He made her, the porn star, tap out. I mean, that's that's just insane. That's legend stuff, you know, and he's, he's a quarterback in San Francisco and he's got 26 girlfriends. And that's... Pr- I, you know, I don't know, maybe this just shows where my morals are at, but that's pretty damn cool to have out of your quarterback. I mean, that's that's pretty legendary shit to be Jimmy Garoppolo. You backed up Brady, got traded to San Fran. Now you're in the Super Bowl, you know, banging, banging porn stars on the West Coast. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's I think it's pretty cool to have that out of your quarterback. You pair that with uh, uh, Greg Kittle, George Kittle, uh, the monster machine, you know, who kind of was the underdog story. And, and they're they're pretty damn they're pretty damn cool. Um, that defense they have is, is impressive as all hell. So said a lot of good things about San Fran, right? But I told you, I was like a big chiefs guy this whole year. I was like rooting for the chiefs. Well, all the media I've consumed this week regarding the Kansas city chiefs has bummed me out. If I'm being honest with you, if I'm being Frank to be Frank with you, the chiefs news has bummed me out, especially pretty much just surrounding Patrick Mahomes, okay? Patrick Mahomes is, is a generational talent. He's, he's fucking sick at quarterback. But I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you this straight to your face, even though I'm on a podcast, I can't see you, and whatever. I can't stand Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend or his little brother. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I can't stand either of them. So his girlfriend, we'll start with her, because she is like a living, breathing nightmare, in my opinion. She is... Very vocal about Chiefs games, and it's all great to, you know, support your man and do all this. But, like, I cannot forgive her for her post on November 11th of last year. She, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but she poses, like, on the sidelines. You know, she's got, like, her cute outfit on, and she's on the sidelines of a Chiefs game during warm-ups, it looks like. And this is the caption of the photo. It says, today is a day I will never forget, with an exclamation point. Directly after this picture, I sprinted to the front entrance to see my stepdad passed out. He did not come back from this, and he was called to heaven today. I know 100% he is happy up there with his kids looking down on us, cheering loud that his Chiefs won today. Thank you, everyone, for the prayers and sweet text. We will miss you, Paul, so, so, so much. I will take care of mom for you. What? What the fuck? That I mean, like, 
like this this is legit just like a true Instagram photo. The first picture is her just standing on the sidelines. The second photo is her in the hospital with a Mahomes jersey. And then the last photo is her holding her her deceased stepdad's hand. But this picture, this first picture, I mean, you would just think this is like a regular Instagram photo. So whatever. There's that picture, and I know that's over a year old. This is old news, but like I will never forget this picture. Um I just I like can't stand her style, her look, her whole like cockiness with Patrick Mahomes. Like I just I really don't like her. And if you're comparing comparing to what he's doing with with this chick, like I'm just I'm looking at these like ridiculous leopard like bell bottom pants that are out of control. Um, I'm always here for the leopard vibes. I just I just can't stand this girl, and she annoys the living shit out of me. And the fact that. Patrick Mahomes is like 24 years old and is the MVP of the NFL and he's with with this chick just like blows my mind and um and and I just I I can't support it. I can't re- support this relationship Patrick. I can't do it. I love you uh as a quarterback, as a player, but um man, I just Brittany Brittany Matthews I think is her name. She's Brittany Lynn on Instagram and I just I just can't believe he dates this girl. Um anyways, you know, I don't know anything about him, so I'm just talking shit based on Instagram. But I don't like it. Number two, number two, Jackson Mahomes, uh, Patrick's brother. I just learned this this week. Got a whole big spoonful helping of this one. I just learned that Patrick, or sorry, Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes, is a TikTok star. He's like a a TikTok fucking I don't know like a uh I don't know I don't know I don't know what to classify him he's a personality he's a TikTok personality like if you're looking at his TikTok right now he's got he's following 32 people he's got 190,000 followers and 3.4 million likes um you know would he have any traction on TikTok if he wasn't Patrick Mahomes brother I'm gonna say absolutely not I'm just looking at some of his videos right now and they are extremely cringeworthy. Um, I think TikTok is for like younger people. You got to be born in like 2004 or later to use it. Um, but it's a lot of him like dancing and lifting his shirt. Um, and I hate it. I hate it to, to say the least. Um, it's a lot of songs I've never heard. You know, maybe I do sound old. You know, maybe I am an old pasty bastard when it comes to this shit. But like... I know what entertainment looks like. I know what humor looks like, and just I just hate it. I hate all of it. And the kid just the kid just seems like a big pussy. Um, I don't know how, how to slice it any other way. Like he just seems soft as shit. Um, and you know what? What's her name? Brittany Brittany Matthews is in like a lot of them. Uh, I just hate it. Like I hate the whole brand surrounding Patrick Mahomes. I love Patrick Mahomes as an athlete, as a quarterback. I think he's sick to watch on Sundays. Um, but man, I'm having a hard time getting behind this whole vibe, especially in comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo, who's just got like eight girlfriends and porn stars on the West coast, throwing eight passes, making millions of dollars, like whatever. Um, so yeah, that's why the stock has dropped. Um, and the other reason that I think that I'm leaning Niners is because 70% of the money is on the Kansas city chiefs. 70% of the money is on the Kansas City Chiefs to cover and win the game. 
Um, and when there's a lot of money on a certain team, that normally means it's going the other way. Because I don't know if you guys notice, have noticed, uh, uh, Vegas casinos are still standing. And a lot of the times it's because that spread is designed to get the public to do something. They know the mass, the mass majority of America wants San Fran to win, to, sorry, wants Kansas City to win that game. So they made the spread really close, when in reality they know that San Fran's going to win the game. That's at least my twisted gambling brain way of thinking about it, and I think there is some truth to that. The other side of the coin is we've all watched the Kansas City Chiefs this year. We know Mahomes is an absolute killer, um, and is he going to refuse to lose this game? Very possible. Uh, you saw that Texans game when they were down 24 to nothing and ended up winning by 20. That was just them saying, we're not going to lose this fucking game, and that very well could happen in this Super Bowl. But but since we've now segued into gambling from Jimmy Garoppolo hooking up with porn stars and me hating everything that Patrick Mahomes is close to, let's talk about some gambling for this game, and then I will finish with my final pick for the Super Bowl. But before that final pick, let's look at some absolutely ridiculous prop bets that are going to get weirder as we go along here now obviously the super bowl is like the most gambled on thing there's the most options you could ever have you can pick what color the gatorade is going to be that comes out of the cooler at the end of the game you can pick the coin toss which direction the jets are going to fly how long the national anthem is going to be uh one year i bet on wood cam newton dab on camera during the super bowl that was a fun one boy oh boy oh howdy was that a fun one um i bet on would the atlanta falcons do the dirty bird on camera that was a fun one as well and fun fact on both of those bets neither of them hit neither of those bets hit uh cam newton obviously got his ass kicked in the super bowl he was in he did not dab and the atlanta falcons did not pull off a dirty bird when they were up 28 to 3 and lost the game but that is neither here nor there. Here are the more normal bets that I like for the Super Bowl this year, okay? First and foremost, if you're going coin toss, you got to go tails. Tails absolutely never fails. Um, I've been picking tails since the break of dawn, since the dawn of time, since my inception on this earth. Um, tails never fails. Bet the house on tails for the coin toss. Lock it in. Coin toss, lock, okay? Done. Number two. Will either team score three consecutive times in this game? Now, the value on this I think is great. It is very deceiving, I think. But will a team score three consecutive times in this game? No is at plus 170. Yes is at minus 250. I am all over the no in this game. Hopefully it's back and forth. Hopefully it's a close game. Hopefully no one scores three consecutive times in a row. I am going no at plus 170. That's a bet I love. Um, Hail Mary bet, an absolute Hail Mary bet here um, that you should throw a small wager on just based on how the NFL has been played this year and the way the playoffs have gone. Overtime, yes, is at plus 500. Put 100 on the game, win 500 on that bet. This game goes to overtime, which could very well happen. These are two... Very evenly matched teams. The line is set at one, so you know it should be a close game. Um, and we had like three or four games go to overtime in the playoffs in general this year. I think maybe not not three or four, two or three, and I think it was just two. But two games in the playoffs is still, or two overtime games in the playoffs is still pretty pretty not normal. So very well could go to overtime, and obviously we saw um, 
Patriots in Atlanta go to the Super Bowl or go to overtime not too long ago. So I am going overtime, yes, at plus 500. Now, I have a, I found a list online of the most ridiculous prop bets that are out there. I haven't looked at the list. Uh, it just says 10 ridiculous Super Bowl prop bets. So I'm going to read them and then see how I feel. Okay. So number one, the weirdest one, the total number of Donald Trump tweets on February 2nd. Whoa. Over 13 and a half or under 13 and a half. That's crazy. So the over is at plus 130. The under is at minus 170. Um, so last year this came out and I and I think it was at six um, and I took it. I actually think or one of these years I took the Donald Trump tweet prop bet and it was like at five or six and I took the over and he like didn't tweet that day or he just tweeted like Super Bowl you know, yes, with like an exclamation point. Um, 13 and a half is a fuck ton. I'm going to take the under on this one at minus 170. Under 13 and a half Donald Trump tweets during the Super Bowl at minus 170. That's insane. Um, okay, number two, will a player leave the game and not return due to concussion sy- symptoms? Man, that is, uh, that's a grim bet to take. If you're, if you're picking this, um, you're kind of a sick fuck. Um, yes, plus 120, no, minus 150. You know, as a betting man, I kind of like the value there uh, with the amount of cushion, concussions in the NFL. I'm going to go plus 120, but it's kind of fucked up to be rooting for that during a game. So if you have any sort of like moral backbone, you know, take no. But if you're just a degenerate gambler who likes sheets, I'd take yes, without a doubt. Um, will any scoring drives take less time than it takes Demi Lovato to sing the national anthem? Yes, minus 260. Um, no plus 175. Uh, so the odds for Demi Lovato singing the anthem are a minute 55. I didn't know Demi was doing the, uh, national anthem. That's awesome. Demi Lovato is one of my favorite singers. Um, she rocks. Um, so apparently they have her time set at, you know, a minute 55, you know, so if she's anywhere in that two minute range with these two offenses, especially the chiefs, uh, I'm going to say someone will take a drive less than two minutes um, to score. So that yes is at minus 260. Not great value there, but you know, if you're playing to win, it doesn't matter what the value is. Um, which company airs the first commercial after the coin toss? This is a fun one. This is a real fun one. So Bud Light 15 to one, Budweiser 15 to one, Coke 19 to one, Hyundai 19 to one, Skittles 19 to one, Mars M&Ms 24 to one. Kia 24 to 1 and the field the field has 2 to 3. I'm going the field on this one just cuz those other ones are absolute hail marys, but if you do want to chunk one up, if I am throwing a hail mary, I'm doing it on 19 to 1 Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola airs the first commercial after the coin toss. Um okay, which coach? Oh, this is a fun one. Which uh, they're all pretty fun. Which coach will be mentioned first on TV after kickoff? Uh Andy Reid minus 155, Kyle Shanahan plus 115. I'm definitely taking Andy Reid there. Um, Andy Reid is going to be mentioned first. The Chiefs are favored in this game. Andy Reid has been in the league longer. Uh, he has a more storied history of, of his journey to get here. I'm taking Andy Reid at minus 155. I actually really like that bet. Um, okay, number of women to claim sleeping with Jimmy G during Super Bowl week. Over one, under one um dude over the whole fucking first part of my podcast was him 
like nailing porn stars and girls talking about it. I'm taking the over. I don't even care. The odds are plus 110. Um, over one? Yeah, of course. Yeah, dude, there's going to be more than that. There's still there's still time before the Super Bowl. People are going to claim to sleep at Jimmy G's. In the Super Bowl, over one. What color Gatorade will be dumped on the head coach or the winning team? Orange plus 400. Clear or water plus 300. Yellow plus 300. Red plus 150. Blue plus 750. Purple plus 1800. Mm, man, I'm going, I mean, both teams are red, okay? You know, both teams are red. Uh, so you'd have to think red is going to be on the sidelines for both of them. But I actually like yellow at plus 300. I think yellow is pretty much the most universal Gatorade flavor that that that's in the NFL, and that's based on absolutely nothing. Um, I just think yellow is like, you know, people love blue, but I feel like universally, like yellow is a pretty universal Gatorade color. And I like the odds at plus 300. We're going to go with yellow. Yellow is the color that's going to be dumped on um, the coach who wins the Super Bowl. Will Troy Aikman mention his past Super Bowl experiences? Um, yes is minus 150. No is plus 175. Yes, absolutely. He's going to talk about playing in the Super Bowl. He's calling the game. Like he's going to talk about what it's like to play in that game. That's ridiculous. Um Number nine, actually, this one's more ridiculous than the Troy Aikman one. Will any player finish with exactly 69 yards? The yes is plus 690 and no is minus 1290. This is so stupid. If you're ever going to take this bet, like, you take the plus 690. Why would you even roll the dice on a minus 1290 bet on who's going to get exactly 69 yards? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, and I am a man who takes dumb bets. So, absolutely just stay away from that stupid 69 bet. And who will win the Super Bowl MVP of the of the game thank first? Oh, who will this Oh, I read that wrong. Who will the Super Bowl MVP of the game thank first? Who is he going to thank? Teammates 3 to 1, coach 12 to 1, family 12 to 1, god 3 to 1, owner 12 to 1, does not thank anyone 5 to 2. That is fantastic. Oh my gosh, who is he going to thank first? Who's going to win it and who's he going to thank? Um, you know, if if we're going by the best odds, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but I but uh man, who is he going to thank first? I think I'm going to go family at 12 to 1 and I'll tell you why I'm going to go family because I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win the MVP of this game. Oh man, that's so tough. He just threw eight passes to get to the Super Bowl. Mm. Mm. Sorry, I'm drinking water. I am on the spot right now. Uh, all right, let's back up here. Now I've I've tied myself in a web of confusion and lies and nervousness because I really want to pick the Chiefs to win this game. I want to. My heart is saying pick the Chiefs to win this game, but my head is screaming San Fran. And we know when it comes to betting, the number one rule is you don't bet with your heart, you bet with your head. But what's going to happen here is if the Chiefs win this game and I bet on San Fran, I'm going to be so pissed off at myself. I'm not even going to be happy that the Chiefs won. But I'm going to stick with my head here, and I am going to say the San Francisco 49ers are going to win Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win the MVP because they're actually going to pass in this game, and he is going to thank his family first at odds of 12-1. to 1. 
That is my Super Bowl betting handbook. I hope you either take every single bet I took or you fade every single bet I took. There is no in between. You are either with me or you're 100% against me. One of those is going to win you a lot of money. The other one is going to put you six feet under, and you're going to have to pay that devil bookie of yours come Monday. But, but you heard it here first. I'm picking San Francisco to win the Super Bowl outright, not even taking the points. I'm predicting them. You know what I could do? I could take them plus one. I could take them plus one so that if they lose by one, I can be a super happy guy and push every which way. Damn it. Damn it. Whatever. We're going to massage this thing a little bit, but right now I am I think San Fran wins the Super Bowl, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo wins MVP and thanks his family first at 12-1. to 1. And that is your Super Bowl handbook with Frank Cerise. Um... I hope everyone has fun Super Bowl plans. I hope everyone um, stays safe out there. And, of course, productivity is going to go down on that Monday. I think it's ridiculous that we don't have the day the day off after the Super Bowl because, I mean, it's fucking America, and that would just make perfect sense. But enjoy the Super Bowl, and I'm sorry for my unpopular pick. I know most of you out there are rooting for the Chiefs. But keep in mind, go check out Jackson Mahomes' fucking TikTok. Go check out Brittany Matthews or whatever her name is, Brittany Lynn Mahomes' girlfriend's Instagram about the dead stepfather. Go check it all out and then come back to me and let me know if you still are rooting for those people or you want to go with the jaw, the crimson chin fucking Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. All right? Those are my thoughts on that. Um, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday. All right, guys, just a little note I wanted to share with you here because I'm personally very, very excited. In 15 days, I leave for St. Ignace, Michigan. And I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you're following last year, listening, whatever. That is an outdoor pond hockey tournament hosted by Labatt Blue. Um, It's up in St. Ignace, Michigan. I'll be playing up there with uh, seven of my other friends, and we go every single year. Um, I've been going every year since 2012, and I am super fucking excited. Now, if you follow the Instagram or you listen to um, this podcast or anything in between, you, you may, if you're newer, you may have some confusion about like my hockey teams and like what we do. So one thing I have is the, the Long Necks, the Nexus Long Necks. That is my Thursday night beer league hockey team. We play like 23 games a year. There's a playoffs. It's me playing hockey every Thursday. We play in that league. We're about a 500 team. Um, we say Sino, which means stick your neck out. And our logo is like a giraffe on skates. Um, and the alternate logo is like a, a giraffe smoking cigs. Uh, it's sponsored by Fox Hills Chrysler Jeep, Zim's Vodka, the smoothest vodka on the planet, um, the Nexus Spine and Sport, and then of course, Bolin Financial. So those are the sponsors. That is my Thursday night team that I play with um, in Hazel Park in the Elite A League. Um, And it's a really good, tough league, good skates, um, good hockey. What I'm talking about here is a one-off tournament that I do every year that I've been doing since 2012, where we go up north and we play in this outdoor pond hockey tournament um, with teams teams of seven or eight. And that team is called the Snakes. Yes, the Snakes. That's it. That's our fucking team name. We have won the championship the last two years, um, much to our surprise. Of the eight years we've gone, we've won the championship three times in different divisions. We've won in silver, we've won in gold, and then last year we won in the highest division, platinum, which uh, absolutely blew, blew my mind because I did not want to be in that division because I thought we were going to be uh, out-muscled, out-manned. Turns out I was completely wrong. We won 
uh, every game up there. We won. We were four and zero, and it's been a great run. So that is in fifteen days. Um, I am so excited to share the journey. Um, as I go up there with you guys, you got to follow the Instagram during the whole thing because I take a lot of videos of what we're doing up there. Two years ago, we were in San Jose jerseys. Last year, we were in Vegas jerseys. This year, this year we're doing Kachinas, and I can't wait to get these Kachina jerseys in. Um, and if you don't know what Kachinas are, that's that's the Phoenix Coyotes jerseys. I hope you know what those are, though. Uh, and I'm, I can't wait to share them with you guys um, this year because they're going to be dope dick. Um, but yeah, essentially this weekend is you go up with the boys. It's all boys the whole weekend. It's a million. It's a three hundred beer weekend. Um, we stay in a casino. We gamble. We drink. We just have a good old fashioned like up north youper gritty hangout. Um, we stay in the Quadin Casino. Like the minimum table prices there are like three dollars a hand. It's a beautiful place. You order like a round of beers for the boys, tall boys. Your bill is gonna come out to like seven thirty nine total. Um, it's, it's a great, fantastic place. Um, if you love hockey and you love playing outdoor hockey, uh, we play right on, right on the bay there in Lake Huron. And it's just an absolutely, uh, it's a beauty of a time. So I'm personally excited for that. So I just wanted to give you an excited plug there. And if there's any confusion about my hockey, um, my lack of hockey career, those are the two teams I have. I have the long necks, which is giraffe. And then a snake, which is the snakes, which are, it's just a fucking snake. They both have extremely long necks. You could make the argument that a snake is just all neck and then a head, um, while a giraffe is like, you know, 80% neck. So I don't know really what, what the, uh, the neck fatuation is, uh, with, with me and the teams I'm on, but I fucking love them. So go snakes and Sino long necks, Ignis 15 days. I'm starting the countdown, uh, right now, starting the countdown now. We're getting excited for Ignis, and we're going to go up there, and we got to compete for another championship because we got a target on our goddamn backs this year. All right, let's go. Hiss, piss, slither, snakes, 2020. Okay, and last topic I want to touch on here before we do the over-under, which was provided by Fat Boy Jerry last minute. Forgot to ask him, but he turned it around real quick, so I'm very happy. Um... Very happy that he was able to do that for me. This last note I want to touch on here is Calvin Johnson. So Calvin Johnson back in the news again today for dogging the Detroit Lions. And I just want to give my opinion on this. So I think the main tweet, ha, the main tweet, Jesus, no, the main quote, 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 tweet, tweet, quote, quote, I am trying to say the word fucking quote. Kelvin Johnson had a quote today on a podcast. He was on a podcast called Behind the Mask. This is hosted by Takeo Spikes. Um, and the, it opens up, and they're just pretty honest. They, they're making fun of Calvin for playing on the Lions, for how bad the Lions were, how, how much that losing culture was, and how other teams would go into Detroit already knowing they were going to win. So the main quote that we're seeing all over um, Twitter is, Calvin Johnson saying, when I retired, I did some consulting and went around working with some other teams, Johnson said. And I would think to myself, whoa, this is how you're actually supposed to take care of your players. Damn, we don't have none of that in Detroit. Okay, like whatever. Yeah, he's dogging how players were treated in Detroit and how the organization was run. Um, And I... 
so the, I saw a lot of things on the internet today on Twitter saying like, damn, I love Calvin, but I'm tired of him dragging the Lions through the mud. I'm tired of him talking about shit about the Lions. And to me, I just think like as a fan who's like never seen them win, who's never seen a playoff win, never seen a division title, saw them go 313 and won this year. How can you not like believe Calvin? How can you not side with the guy who played for that organization, was one of the best players ever, and then got like you know, his, like, they decided not to pay him the one extra million dollars for being one of the most electric players in NFL history, let alone just on the Lions. How can you not, like, believe him and say, like, quit quit dogging the Lions? The Lions should be dogged more. They're, they're, a, they're a joke of an organization. Like, last year, we were ramped up to be, like, like a good team, and we ended up going 3-13-1. And, and Anything he says, I don't think he's fabricating or making up or being a crybaby. If he's on these shows, if he's on these podcasts, he's in interviews, and he's asked about the Lions, he he's just going to tell you exactly how he feels and exactly how poorly that organization was run. So I am fully on board with him saying whatever the fuck he feels like he needs to say in order to get his point across. Like, I don't really care. I don't think it's like bad for him to dog the lions. He had a shitty relationship with him. Sure. He made a ton of money, like no doubt about it. He's a millionaire. I'm not saying his life is hard whatsoever. I'm not saying I feel bad for him. That's crazy to say. Um, but it's not like he wasn't going to make that money anywhere else in the NFL. He deserved the money. So it's, it's like, have you guys ever been paid, paid decently at a job you hated or an organization that was run terribly like think about that like sure you may have made good money it's not about the money it's just like he's just saying it was a shitty run organization and then they didn't pay him out like a million dollars at the end that he thought he should have been owed for services rendered so in my mind it's not that insane that he when he's asked about the lions he dogs them because they're a bad run organization you would talk you would talk shit about your old jobs if they were run poorly and you didn't like the people there, like, I just like, who cares if he's dragging us through the mud? Like we're a losing organization. Like I think they should be made fun of until they're held accountable and they win for the amount of money that us as fans pump into that system. And the amount of support we've shown this team for how bad they've been for so long. I definitely think it's okay to hold them accountable. Um, especially when you thought you were treated poorly as a player. And again, it wasn't salary-wise. It was just probably organizationally and structurally how they treat their players was not indicative of a winning culture. So I'm with you, Calvin. Uh, you're the greatest. Thanks, Megatron. Okay, now let's get into everyone's favorite segment, Over Under. Um, if this is your first time listening or you're new to tuning in to the podcast, which I guess is the exact same thing, um, Over Under is essentially just my buddy from Cleveland, uh, Jerry, Fat Boy Jerry. He's a little overweight. He's an accountant in Cleveland, lives in Cleveland for reasons unknown to the world. His whole family's in Michigan. He won't move home. No one knows why, but he's out in Cleveland. He sends me an email with a list of 10 things. I've never seen the list before. Um, he emails it to me and I look at it as I'm recording and then we go through the topics and I tell you if that item or that item, that person, place, idea, whatever he puts on the list is over or underrated. I'm not allowed to say that the thing is just rated properly because that's no fun. That's soft shit. We don't do that here. So I tell you if it's over or underrated and shout out to Jerry. Thank you for doing this. Uh, didn't tell him I needed the list until I was actually recording the podcast. So thanks for the fat boy for turning it around pretty 
quickly. So let's jump right into the over under list that Jerry has sent me. Again, I have never seen this before. So let's start off number one on the list. He always puts LGRW up front. Yes, let's go Red Wings as well, Jerry. I agree with that. Number one on the list. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jerry. Helicopters. This is a touchy subject based on the beginning, the topic of the beginning of the show, which is Kobe Bryant. Um, I have, the closest thing I've been to on a helicopter was a prop jet. I was on a prop jet once when I was like in eighth grade. My cousin is a pilot and she flew me around in a little prop plane and I threw up. I, when I When we landed, I threw up on the lawn. Um, because I get motion sickness because I'm a pussy. I throw up on swings. I throw up on roller coasters. Um, I get motion sickness. So helicopters sound completely overrated to me, which I think is the easy answer after the events of this weekend. Jerry, you're a fucking dickhead for putting that on the list. Number two, big league chew. Big league chew is extremely underrated and I miss it. I miss big league chew. Uh, from my childhood days, um, it's all ground up, made made to look like you know long cut dip chew. So you throw it in your lips and you pretend you're a big league ball player chewing tobacco. That shit rocked. Came in a bag. That stuff was awesome. Big league chew is completely uh, underrated, and I need to get a bag of it for the show. Maybe in summer when I'm talking baseball a little more, uh, even though I probably won't because the Tigers stink ass. Um, I will chomp big league chew. Big league chew underrated. Number three, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, dude. The Super Bowl rocks. Um, I mean, it's I mean, it's completely hyped up and it's over the top. And there's like a million thousand commercials and sponsors and ads. And the amount that goes into it is like probably like a sickening realization of American consumerism. But it's the fucking Super Bowl. I'm American and I love football and I love gambling and everything. So I love the Super Bowl. The only thing shitty about the Super Bowl is that we don't get work off the next day. It's so dumb. Like productivity is down. Like a huge amount across America because people are so hungover from the Super Bowl or they don't come in. But I'm going to say the Super Bowl is underrated because I'm not allowed to say it's rated perfectly, but it's underrated because I love the goddamn Super Bowl. Number four, the Grammys. The Grammys are completely overrated. Every award show is overrated from the ESPYs to the Oscars, to the Grammys, to the Golden Globes, the Country Music Awards, to fucking everything in between the Webbies, like everything, everything sucks. All those award shows stink. It's just a bunch of millionaires kissing millionaires' asses. That's all it ever is. And someone's always trying to make some political statement. The only thing that was good this year was Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais absolutely crushed um, whatever the hell he hosted. I think it was the Oscars. He killed it because he put a lot of people in their place, and it was very, very funny. Um, I did watch the Grammys this year. So the one thing I will note, I thought Camila Cabello's uh, – Live performance rocked, got her dad crying. I think she rocks. She's awesome. Um, uh, and I thought, Ty, I think Tyler, the creator, is like the worst musical artist on planet Earth. That performance sucked. That song sucked. The fact that he's the one winning rap album of the year is a complete joke. I don't get him. I don't understand him. And I thought he looked like an idiot. But the Grammys are completely overrated. Number five, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is completely overrated. Um, just being honest with you, that is a hallmark uh, holiday. There's no substance to it, really. Um, it's just meant to make people buy shit. I go to St. Ignace every year for Valentine's Day. I'm there like clockwork every year with the boys drinking beers. 
That's not to say that I don't go out with my fiance to a nice dinner and we have a nice Valentine's Day and we do celebrate it, but it's definitely an overrated holiday. It's it's not it's not a Christmas, it's not an anniversary, it's not a birthday, it's none of those. So it's it's definitely an overrated day. Um, and I'm happy that I get to spend it up north at St. Ignace, but I do partake in Valentine's Day uh, festivities uh, such as dinner and I don't know dinner smooches things like that. But it's overrated. It's totally overrated. Uh, number six, Domino's. Mm, I don't know. Domino's is fine. It's never a good. It's never like a top choice. In fact, I don't even know the last time I had it. So it's it's overrated. Um, I don't even know people who really like Domino's. People who tote Domino's. You know, I don't know. Um, there was one near us at Michigan State in college. So that was kind of like you know we'd go to Domino's because it was right there. Um, but other than that, like I haven't had Domino's in years and I'm going to say it's overrated. It, it would probably not even be in my top five of like a pizza to order for delivery of like the main chains of pizza. So Domino's is overrated. Fuck them. Number seven, Rick Ross, Rick Ross rocks. Uh, Rick Ross is underrated. That guy's such like a fat gangster who has a boss ass gangster ass voice. Um, that fat fuck never wears a t-shirt or a shirt in general. Um, you know, he stole his name from like a major drug dealer, but who cares? He's Rick Ross. Rick Ross rocks. Rick Ross boss. Uh, he's underrated. Rick Ross is cool. He's a cool dude. Number eight, ankle socks. Um, ankle socks, you know, they're not, I, you know, I know you, Jerry, I know you're always wearing your, your crew socks. I do prefer crew socks, but ankle socks have their time in their place. Um, you know, with like in the summer with like running shoes, like you like to wear ankle socks. Like, they're not cool, but I'm definitely going to say they're underrated. They get a bad rap just because they're not crew socks or no-show socks or anything like that. They're kind of in the middle. Um, But I definitely own a fair share of ankle socks. And just to be clear, we're not talking, like, three-quarter socks that go, like, up over the bump on your ankle. I'm talking, like, an ankle sock that, like, hugs right at the ankle just above the shoe line, just so we're clear. You know, I'm not talking those, like, weird-length dad ones that, like, go over the bump on your ankle and you know wrap around your like i'm talking about the ones that are below and the, you know they're barely popping out of the shoe like for athletic purposes so those type of ankle socks are underrated the the dad ones are just like those are those are unacceptable really uh number nine board games i love board games i love board games my favorite board game sorry i love the board game sorry i grew up on sorry uh shoots and ladders the game of life Go to the head of the class. That's a really old game. Every once in a while, I play some Risk. Um, what else did I play? We had Monopoly. We had like NHL Monopoly, M- MLB Monopoly. Um, big board game, board game guy. I love playing board games. Um, and if you know, if you're throwing like Cards Against Humanity and all that kind of shit too, like the drinking games, I love those games as well. So board games, board games are completely underrated. Board games underrated. Number ten. Crockpot, the crockpot, the crockpot's underrated as hell, man. You just dump a bunch of shit in a pot, leave it for fucking, you know, six to eight hours. You come back, you got enough food to feed an army. We actually just got an Instapot for Christmas, um, and we used that, and that was pretty amazing as well. It's just basically like a crockpot on crack. 
it just cooks everything like way faster, but I'm still not ready to just, you know, say goodbye to the crock pot. I mean, one of my go-tos, if there's ever a potluck or anything like that, is I, I just do like the grape jelly chili sauce Italian meatballs. I mean, it's just, it's three ingredients. You throw it in and they're delicious. Like it, it, it's just the easiest way to cook in the whole world. And most of the time you have food for days um, after it's done. So... So that's it. That's over under. Uh, we'll do a quick recap here. Jerry's a dick face and put helicopters as number one, and that's completely overrated. Number two is Big League Chew. Big League Chew is underrated. Love that shit. Reminds me of my childhood. Number three, the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm American, Jerry. Jesus Christ. Underrated. Number four, the Grammys. Fuck you, Tyler, the creator. Those are overrated. Valentine's Day, stupid Hallmark holiday. Buying into the system. Part of... I'm not part, I'm not one of your puppets, Amer- uh, government, Hallmark fucking holiday. Valentine's Day is overrated. Domino's, you stink ass. If you were actually good, I'd eat you. You're overrated. Rick Ross, the boss, <gasps> you are underrated. You're, you're dope as hell. Number three, ankle socks. Athletic ones that go just above the shoe are underrated. The ones that go over your ankle are just, they're not even overrated. They're unacceptable. Number, unless you're a dad and you've earned that right to just wear those socks because you're a dad and it doesn't matter for you anymore because you've already done everything you need to do in life. And I respect that as well. Go mow your lawn, do whatever you got to do. Number nine, board games, underrated. Love shoots and ladders, love sorry, those games rock. And number 10, the crock pot that is underrated. Easy to cook shit ton of food, food for days. Guys, that is the conclusion of episode 40. I appreciate you guys sticking with me through this episode. You guys are the best. If you have time, go on iTunes, rate this podcast, write a review. And for the love of God, follow me on Twitter. If you follow the Instagram, if you listen to this podcast, anything, please go follow the Twitter. I have like a measly 300 followers over there. We're really trying to grow that platform. I would appreciate it and i appreciate ja i hope everyone enjoys their super bowl weekend um and i think this was like one of the only fizzes i've done of all the 40 where i did not really mention the red wings at all so i will just say this lgrw everyone have a great weekend my error, my error, my error, so original. Uh uh-huh, uh, I survived it and that's a miracle. Oh uh, man. Cause I'm from Check yourself. Like ice cream said before you wreck yourself. Like the tank said, shit, check yourself. Like a lime green white beater with a knife and I'm a sightseer You can see from the ring I'm wearing me in this game We got married already, had the prenup ready Fucked on us and I seen her belly She barely was three months pregnant Bitch had it, gave me a baby We named it Machine Gun Kelly Now here's to LL, Big L and Dell Chase all the treasure
Captain G Rap, DJ Polo, Tony D O D B Mo D Run D M C At O G N E P M D D O C I C Evil D King T U T F O and School D D P E M B D P Y Z and Chi Ali Rock him and Eric B. They were like my therapy from B I G in Paris. Three times open, so we'll have a C in P R T in W A and E C E in D R E was like my G P S. Without him, I don't know where I'd be. Uh, my era, my era, my era, so original. Uh, 